Coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs, we have returning guest Mike Shedd, the Shedder, longtime former Mavs assistant coach. And, man, we talk about just the offseason. I wanted to get his perspective. He's always a blast to talk to. Talk about JaVale McGee, Christian Wood, Jalen Brunson, and so much more on today's Lockdown Mavs. Bye. and this is Lockdown Mavs Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Oh, welcome to Locked On Mavs. This is one of your co-hosts, half of Locked On Mavs, contributor to Mavs.com, Isaac Harris. Still missing Nick. But today I'm joined by Mike Shedd. Longtime Mavs assistant coach for I think 15 years. I think we even talk about that uh on the pod uh briefly, but Man, Mike comes back. He he hops back on the show to talk about JaVel McGee. He was assistant coach when JaVel McGee uh, was in Dallas. We talk about Christian Wood, uh, the departure of Jalen Brunson a little bit, and just his perspectives on uh, some different situations that's happened in the past, how it can relate to now. Uh, it's always a blast to have Mike on the pod. Hope you guys enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, enough chit-chatting to our conversation with Mike Shedd. I'm here with returning guest, Mike Shed, an overwhelming favorite. Anytime you're on the pod, the amount of DMs, messages, comments on YouTube that we get of like, hey, you have to bring Mike Shed back. It it literally is. It's overwhelming. It's awesome. That's great to hear. I, I love being on. No, Nate's not here. I mean, Nick's not here, but uh, you guys, you're running solo this week. Is he on vacation? Yeah. So yeah, he's traveling uh, with his with his wife, taking a little vacation, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna make some calls. So uh, you get to you hopping on, and I think uh, this pod will come out at the first of next week. So uh, either right before you, right after you is uh, Jeff Skin Wade. So uh, I just saw Skin the other day. It was just texting with him. I was I forgot where I saw him. We we like stopped traffic, got out of the cars, hugged it out, bro hugged it. (laughs) And uh, then again, allowed traffic to keep going. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, okay, well, I want to ask you about uh, just the Mavs offseason. Ask you a little bit about Brunson, JaVale. Obviously, uh, if you're watching the pod, you know uh, Shatter here was assistant coach for the Mavs for pretty much ever. And 15, <laughs> 15 years. And uh, so, yeah, let, let's just let's start off with Jalen Brunson. Okay. When, Brunson's, when, when Brunson came in, to the Mavs, obviously he was a second round pick. Did you ever, did you ever imagine that, you know, four years later, there would be a Brunson sweepstakes. There would be, you know, we're talking $28 million, a massive, you know, hundred million dollar deal. Could you imagine that back then? Well, I guess I couldn't imagine it at that level, but Jalen is, has been, since Villanova, the ultimate pro. Like, if there's ever been a guy that was about the right stuff, did the right stuff, team first, always did his work, always did his studies. So for a guy to get to where he is, and he earned every bit of it, you know? So could I I ever see him as a 20 five million a year guy no did i see him as a 15 year pro absolutely so Mm -hmm. i mean it just 
the stars all aligned for him at the right time when Luca missed games and he thrived in those minutes. And that he they couldn't play with they were better with him on the floor, which gets you paid. And then in big moments he played big, which is what he's done forever. And you know, all of his uh stuff. So to see him is funny when I sit back and watch the playoffs and Luca missed a couple games and and Jalen was the dude. And I in my mind I'm going cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. <laughs> I'm like, that number is getting bigger and bigger, and each round they go next to is he's getting bigger. And I honestly thought the Mavs would get a sh- would be able to keep him. I, it would hamstring him a lot, but he's – I just didn't know the Knicks would go all in on him personally, you know, which they did. So – but I couldn't be – it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I've, I've had a few scouts call and ask me about – players while I was there and I, I remember telling one one guy I was like give him all the money and he's like what do you mean I was like give Jalen all the money whatever they whatever he come up with he deserves it I said so same with Dorian when Dorian got his deal I'm like give him all the money those guys are being around so long you see guys that aren't about the right stuff but yeah. it's fun to see the guys who are actually reap the benefits of their work and their character so I wish for the Mavs, I wish Jalen would have stayed, but uh, I mean, I know he's going to kill it in, in, in New York. So got to do what he's got to do. 100%. Can you think back to a time um, coaching the Mavs that a player like Brunson was coming up? He's kind of, you know, you could debate on if they, him and Luca playing together long-term and all of that, but maybe, maybe a player that was outgrowing their role kind of and you guys knew it as a coaching staff you probably you know knew that he was he was thinking it too how do you how do you coach through a situation like that with a player that you're like oh there might be a ceiling on him here um well let's let's go back to 12 months Christophs. Hmm. he wasn't going to be the guy you know he needs to be somewhere where he can be the guy so I mean I that's my the, the the most recent thing I can bring up. Could they have excelled together? Yes. Is will he be better with the Wizards? And obviously the Mavs took off, not because Kristaps left, but it, they they played differently without him. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Kristaps would have been as good as he can be or was prior being with Luka. So that's one that I can I can think of. You know, over time, we never made, we never had, we didn't have a ton of young guys that, you know, were Jalen level. Mm. You know, we, we liked people in the draft and we took them. You know, like I thought Dennis was going to, if Dennis would have gotten his shot right and, you know, I thought he could be because of his ridiculous explosiveness. He might have been a guy that had to move on. Unfortunately, he moved on for other reasons. You know, we just kind of – they kind of decided to punt on him. But, uh, yeah, you know, didn't, we never – the way our roster was built over all those times, there was never like a guy that, hey, he's – you know, he's earning, he's earning, he's earning. And we always – they always got moved. 
Shane Larkin wasn't that guy? Or? Uh, Shane didn't excel until he got out of the league. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. He really didn't. I mean, he he got hurt his rookie year in summer league with the ankle, but it's tough. You know, we didn't we we, we didn't routinely play young guys. You know, the last guy that played a lot was Jay Crowder, and he had to play that year. Yeah, you know, we needed that. So, um, for what a, it's not good bad. It's just we weren't a team that played young guys, so there was never really a hey, this guy's gonna. We're going to lose this guy in two years because we're not going to be able to pay him. Yeah. You know? Well, well, you but, didn't have a. I mean, <clears throat> the Mavs traded their pick a lot, and then that's if what you, I'm saying the way we were, we were constructed over time, you either we we either are a good team and you had a late pick or we had traded the picks, and then you know you get the the Salas undrafted, you get the the Dorians, the JJs, all these undrafted guys. Or you move your second rounders, you know, you didn't have a you weren't a team that's got like OKC that's got a dozen first round picks. You don't got guys that you're like, at some point we're going to lose them. Yeah. You can't pay everybody. You know, the Suns. The Suns drafted Booker, they drafted Bridges, they drafted we never have those opportunities. Yeah. You got Luca. There you go. That's your that's your one. And I mean, you got Dennis pretty high, but that was like I said, that just didn't didn't take. So I don't I wouldn't say we really had an opportunity. Like I said the Kristaps is the most the biggest thing where you had two elite guys that it wasn't necessarily gonna jive the whole time. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Gotta ask Shed here about Javel McGee. This pod is brought to you by our best friends, Built Bar. I literally just got a package in the mail the other day that Built Bar sent me and was like, hey, we have a new flavor. Try it out. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. If you haven't tried it, you need to try it. But guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment as well. That's right. Coconut Brownie Chunk. Built Bar, flavor you love in a deliciously, what a word, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, this fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling right now and listen, they're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, all delicious. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein with your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing. Delicious coconut rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fascinating. Fascinating. Stop fantasizing right now. Even Bryce at Lockdown Rangers loves Built Bar. Go to built.com, your order to order your box. Built.com, promo code locked15. Get 15% off your order. Promo code locked15. All right, Mike. So, you were coaching when Javel's short stint in Dallas happened. What do you remember about that time? Great dude. Um, they said he was injured. We didn't get to see him a ton. So he had his leg thing where he was working through that. And he showed spurts. I mean, he's an elite roller rim protector guy. And with us, he just 
I even forget how long it was. He with us a whole season. I forget. Oh, it wasn't too long. Um, and you know, yes, when he was here, he uh, some funny things about like he's a free spirit. He's a super nice. I mean, reminds me of Willie Cauley Stein. Like they're just free spirited, happy guys. You know, just they're they're they ain't not a bad mean bone in their body. Um, he used to carry around his jug of water, you know, and he started his jug life foundation and, uh, um, but you know, I'm happy for him and that once he got healthy and got in places that could use him, you know, he, he's got three titles now, you know, yeah, <laughs> like you were kind of like, you know, did he play ton of minutes? No, but did he play meaningful minutes? Absolutely. Um, so which is all you can ask. Um, so is he, is he the answer? Does he jump the Mavs up? I don't know if he's that, but I mean, Luca, they're, they're, I don't think there's a better pick and roll guy in the league. So Luca with him, you know, I mean, is, is, is he, a you know, an 18 and 12 guy? No, he's not. Is he a, eight and eight guy that can play, give you 23 minutes, 24 minutes, maybe, maybe he is that guy, you know, that just gives you a different look at five. I mean, you're consistent. He can block shots, um, you know, which has been a problem for the Mavs. Um, but uh, let me pause real quick. Let me go shut the other door. Oh yeah. You're good. Let me go just shut it. Um, all right, back to it. Uh, he's, uh, you know, the fact that he's been named starter, which I was thought was a little wonky, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm happy for him. Like I said, he's, he seems to have found the fountain of youth. He's healthy, which is a big deal, you know? So he's been in situations where he's been able to win and understand how, it probably helped him like he was around elite level pros and winning and winning begets winning. You know, you got to learn how to get around that and how to do things. Yeah. So it's probably a, it was a, it was, I didn't see that as a, as like an earth shattering move, but it, you know, it could, it could pay dividends, especially with Luca. I mean, Luca makes most people better. So when you have you always hear about having championship experience on your team and you're like hey you know that's a good thing you have you have a guy that's won titles been on can't these title hurt. teams can't hurt when, when does when does that experience like help when is that are there moments whether i guess it's playoffs or times of conflict whatever when does that experience help a team usually the the rough stretch times you you lost three straight you know, or you're in the playoffs you know for somebody who has been and, and won now, he's he's those are the guys that aren't gonna, you know, aren't gonna pull back from the group. They're gonna be more engaged and be like, hey, this can be, we can get past this, we can get through. So voices of reason, you know, you know, positive mind frame guys, mindsets can 
you get guys who haven't been in it and they can shrink, you know, guys that have been in it and seen it through like, Hey, we got to stay committed to the, the direction, committed to the cause. And, and, uh, you know, usually the tough times, you know, playoffs when you're down, you're down Oh two, you know, when you're fighting for playoff position and you go through a rough stretch, you know, being able to get everybody back on the same page and, and looking in the right direction. You know, those are the times that can really help. Yeah. If him and Christian would play together some, you know, even comparing it across the league, seeing Rudy and Cat together now and even what Cleveland was doing last year, what, what do you think about this, like, double double big lineup that some teams could run? I mean, it's interesting. I mean – Gobert and Cat are an interesting. I mean, they're two huge guys. Um, but like Christian's uh has a perimeter skill set. You know, we we messed around with him when he was before he figured it out. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was like camp or something, right? Uh, yeah, and he just didn't have it then. And then he, he bounced around a couple times and got a chance to shine and made the most of it. But his growth has come he had to go through some tough stretches because that was always the knock. Did he, did he, did he want it? What did he play hard enough all the time? Was he able to become a consistent shooter? And he, he's shown that he's, he's a great roller. Like I said, he's another guy that pick and roll stuff. You're going to pop him. You can roll him. There's a lot of things he can do. I thought that was a, that was one thing I was like, okay, they got better there. Um, um, so and a guy who's excited to play with Luca, like I think a lot of people do, but a guy that's co- like coming in, like, all right, I got, I'm, I'm in this mix now. Yeah. So, um, are 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 Javale and and Wood gonna be out there a ton together? They're gonna be out there the first five to six minutes when they start, but uh, I don't know that they're gonna be out there closing time. You know. Yeah. I can see Christian being the five at, in in the closing moments, and then them. The way Jason has shown he likes to play with a, you know, Dorian at four and whoever else. I mean, I hope they're not done with moves. Personally. Yeah. So, um, if a Mav, if a Mavs fan, I would hope they're not done. But their closing lineups, you know, Luca, Tim's healthy. As long as they keeping Tim, Dorian at the four, whoever else at the three, whether it's Dinwiddie. You know, so they go two guard, two handlers, and um, wood at the five. You know, now you got people who can stretch the floor all over. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see what they get to, but uh, that would seem to me more along the lines of what Jason has shown he likes to do. It's kind of random, but what would Dirk be in today's game? You think he would be? You know, the, the a lone five and like a small ball lineup, or you think he'd still be ran with a, a big like a Tyson type? I don't. The thing with Dirk is as smart as he was, and he knew how to think his way defensively. You'd really be putting yourself at a disadvantage to play a whole season with him as the five. Hmm. I think you'd need to have another person personally. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you could play some games and you could play particular series with it. I don't know that you could play huge chunks with 
him at the five. Yeah, you wouldn't want right. him down there banging down low. Oh, with for sure. Embiid and Jokic. And but, yeah, that's 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 not helping you. Yeah, that's not it. As he, as worldly talented as he was, that's not the. I don't think you're doing the best thing for your group if that's what you're doing. Oh, yeah, full time. Um, you mentioned a while ago you hope that the Mavs are not done. What do you think? Like, if they're like, hey, Mike Shed, what do we need? What do you think they can go, they'll go out and get before the season starts? I'd have to look at the, and I saw the free agent list. I I, I think they need another wing. I think they they need somebody who can score, shoot, and defend. I mean, they need a three and D guy, another guy that can go. Like, I love Dorian. Dorian can't play 40 minutes, you know. Reggie, Dinwiddie, like, uh, Bertans is, you know, he's interesting because he gives you a consistent NBA skill. He can shoot it, but you're not playing him 25 minutes in a seven game series. You're not playing him every night. Now, what's interesting, Hardy is Hardy a better version of Josh Green? You know, um, I guess that's to be determined. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was a good get for him. Um, we'll see if. I watched minimal summer league, hardly any. I was out there for a minute, but uh, um, is he? I think the 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 G League night thing was good for him as a young guy, and he seemed to show spurts in summer league, which was it's summer league, but it is uh, NBA caliber people, so yeah. it's just what they can do in that that range like I, I love tim has got to get back to form and uh if they were to do something like they already moved a bunch of guys you know to the i don't know how, how many spots they have to fill i mean they moved three three guys four guys into four guys wood. for christian wood yeah, yeah. then it's not javel i guess but. okay so you filled one but uh bringing theo back which if he's that great in the locker room, then that's probably a smart move. Like I said, does he play? No. Is he great everywhere else? Then yeah. Then then you got to keep him. Um, yeah. Locker room guys are. It's never bad having locker room guys. All right, we're gonna take one more quick break. We'll be right back. All right, <clears throat> I want to talk about just the draft stuff. Continue on that a little bit when talking about Hardy, Josh Green. Has there, I won't ask, has there been a time? What about a situation to where maybe a player is selected that like the head coach isn't on board with that you come into camp and you're like, all right, I know that was management's guy, but not like head coach's guy. Is that, how's that tension and how do you like kind of work through that? Well, once you have them, you got to coach who you got, you know? So, but you also know that there can be a time where that guy's going to have to overcome a pre a prejudiced view on his talent, you know? Yeah. So a head coach determines who plays. So no head coach is going to stop a guy is, is going to hurt his team to not play a guy. So yeah. it just may take that guy a little more proving to get in. 
So, but I don't know too many staffs that aren't in lockstep when it comes down to it. I mean, you may have player A and player B and the owner's like, I want player A and your whole other group says, I want player, we want player B and the owner says, we're doing this. Then that's now the gospel. So, okay, that's our guy. But usually it's the head coach, the president of basketball and Cubans obviously involved. They can say, Hey, here's where we're at. These are the guys we like here. We like this guy for this reason, this guy for this reason. And then they kind of make do. So it's very infrequent. You're going to get a guy where, Hey, we took this guy and the head coach was adamantly opposed to him. Yeah. He may be like, I hate how he shoots or don't like his IQ. I like this guy because of this. Once they get in the gym, they're going to try to work into however they need to play him anyways. So, yeah, people may have may have short term feeling hurt feelings, but uh, they get over it. It doesn't happen often. When uh, we were talking about Brunson earlier and thinking that, you know, I thought he'd be back with Dallas. And can you think back to a time that you went into an off season and you thought something was going to happen with a player, whether a player you thought for sure he was coming back or you thought a player was for sure leaving and then they came back or they did the opposite of what you thought? Um, you're talking like opt-ins and opt-outs or yeah. that type of thing? Yeah. Um, n- nowadays with the money, uh, it's when, hey – so-and-so opted into his 41 million. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, Captain Obvious, you know, from the. Yeah, breaking news. John Wall picked news. up his 47. Yeah. yeah, John Wall picked up his 47 million options. You know, those deals. Um, I, I can go back. Yogi. Mm-hmm. Rick loved Yogi. Team loved Yogi. We thought he would come with us and he. Went to California, went to SAC for fractionally different money, which when you look at taxing and stuff, was less money. Wow. It was a little, you know, that was kind of like, oh, we thought we for sure would have Yogi back. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, there was um, when Roddy finally, Roddy, Roddy B, when he uh, finally transitioned on, you know, he had so many spurts of, wow, look what he could be. And it just never, you know, the guys that never quite develop to where you're like, they kind of got to go. Like, they're not they're not helping you. Yeah. You know, I'll go. I, I like to tell this story real quick about uh, when I was coaching college in South Carolina at Furman. We had a kid that was, it came to every camp in Greenville, South Carolina. He came. From fifth grade, was always always at camp. Where you're like, man, this kid could be pretty good. And he'd get better. Sixth grade is better. Seventh grade, eighth grade was better. Got to high school, stopped growing, and didn't improve one ounce. Like we almost like offered him as a ninth grader because we're like, this kid is just skyrocketed every summer. And then he just plateaued. It's, every once in a while, you'll get one of those guys in the league where you're like, what he showed rookie year, and then end of rookie summer, and then the next year they, the motivation's gone or the work level 
leaves or you, you bring somebody in that's better. That's the Mavs job. That's any team's job is to continually get better guys. So either you keep working to improve yourself or you fall by the wayside. Yeah. And uh, so every front office job is to get their roster as good as possible. And if that means getting better players than the ones you got, and those people end up guys who are big minute guys no longer get to play, then so be it. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it doesn't happen, you know, super often, but you, you all, everybody's seen the guys who get contracts and the next thing you know, they're, they don't get any better. Yeah. You know, the, the motivation to improve is no longer there. You know, I've hardened. I love how he said, I took less money. You can still buy dinner, bro. You know, <laughs> there's no, you can still take vacation. You, you didn't, you're not, you know, broke, but then you hear that he's dropped weight lean like an off year of people hammering you and you're like okay i don't like that let me get back in the lab so um it's good when you have guys that are just that way and don't need an off year to motivate to get it back but um like lucas seems to be even playing those friendlies i guess what they that that little tournament they played a couple weeks ago i mean he was out there doing work yeah and sky hooks and all that stuff so uh you know he seems to be he got a taste i mean he got close he got the western conference finals I and mean, you got close yeah um so the motivation for everybody to improve has got to be there you know and that's got a front office to players so what what players of the years off the top of your head that just lived in the lab? Just they had to they were blowing up your phone or the trainers or whoever saying, I just you can't you couldn't get them out of the gym. Well, they, I mean they've got a few of them now. I mean, Dwight has been like that. Bless his bless his heart. He's he's in there forever. Jalen was a that's one thing about Jalen. Jalen has been about that. He says, I, I need to get my stuff and I need to get my, my practice and I need to get more stuff later. You know, Dirk I mean, Dirk was like that. Tim Hardaway's like that. So you, you can see existing guys that they have are like that. Um, but there was, who was it that, I mean, bless his heart, Boban, you had to tell him to leave. Mm. He just loved hoops. He'd grab anybody to work out with him. Hey, let's go get some of this. Let me go, let me post up with, you know, those guys are, um, a lot of people like to do it in quiet. Don't like to announce, hey, so-and-so comes back at night. A lot of guys come back at night when the staff isn't there. So they'll just get a rebounder or something. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's that's what you want. That's what most of these guys are about, and they see they got to do it. Um, there would be, oh, like I said, Casey, would there be days where you have to, all our guys would come in. Before I left, there'd be days where it was mandated closed gym. Not just off day. <laughs> yeah. Which meant that was just no organized practice. You still had guys coming in to shoot and weights and stuff. There were days where Casey would be like, the gym is closed tomorrow. See you Wednesday. So, <laughs> you know, you kind of had to have those days because 
mentally you just can't go in there. Yeah. I was in uh I was in a new facility the other day and uh seeing some stuff and it's like you know the sleep sleep pods and you know uh that was all, and... that <laughs> all that uh all right one last question obviously the durant situation in brooklyn asked for the trade all of that <laughs> i mean your time in in dallas do you remember when a time when a player asked for a trade and just like was it awkward with the team or is everybody just like understand it or like if he comes back, that's why I'm kind of. If he comes back and they don't trade him, what is what's that feeling around around the team? And did you have an example of that? Well, we don't. We never really had a, a forced. I'm trying to think back. I mean, the Rondo thing went heinously awful toward the end, um, but we never really had. Oh, Josh Howard went through. I don't know if he asked for a trade. He ended up getting hurt. So I can't really remember a time where we had a guy, but you're always, you always read these things and you see these things. It's ultimately you got to hope that they're pros and they're, like I said, these guys don't have to hang out and go to each other's parties and hang out their houses and go to barbecues. They got to play together. So now it sounds like, Kyrie will be like, hey, I'll I'm back. I can play with KD. KD sounds like he would rather still get moved now that he's for sure that Kyrie's back. You know, at the end of the day, you would hope that the professionalism wins out and that hey, it's a tough place, it's a tough spot for Steve Nash. And and he's got a whole new staff. You know, he's got all new staff. So they're gonna have to try to integrate two people that don't really like playing with each other or at least one that doesn't like playing with the other one. Mm. Kyrie may love playing with KD, but KD may not love playing with Kyrie. Um, so that's a, it's a touchy subject and that goes from the front office to the coaching staff to the training staff. They all have to try to meld those guys back together yeah. and find a common ground on, Hey, we are two of the more talented guys in the league, and we should be a better team. We shouldn't be an eight seed. We shouldn't be in the play-in. Yeah. So collectively, we need to figure that out. You would, yeah. yeah, like I said, professionalism over personal feelings hopefully wins out. Because wow. it could, it can be awkward early. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Hey, I tried to break up with you, but I didn't, and now we got to stay together. So, so will you go to prom? Yeah, you, you want to? No, everybody else said no. You want to go to prom? You know? <laughs> All right, Mike. Thank you so much for hopping on. Anytime. You're a great guest always, and uh, wish you best of luck. Hopefully, I see you soon. Appreciate you, Isaac. Thanks, bro.